Hey, y'all. Hey, this is Tamron from uh, Talks with Tamron podcast. And I just want to thank you guys for joining me and tuning in for this episode. Um, Natalie Robinson is in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and, you know, guys, we're going to be talking about something that a lot of people it seems like are afraid to talk about. So we're going to be talking about finances. And um, I kind of giggled at when I uh, named this episode 99 Problems and Finance Ain't One, <laughs> you know, because sometimes finance is one. Sometimes finance is all the problems that you have. So yeah. um, Natalie is going to get us all the way together. Okay. So <laughs> um, Natalie, just introduce yourself and, you know, briefly explain your love for finance. Of course. Well, first of all, thank you for reaching out and having me here on this podcast. Um, uh, like we talked about, this is my first first time, so I'm excited to um, be a guest speaker and just talk about what I'm passionate about and really hope to provide some value to anybody who's listening. But um, name is Natalie Robinson. I am wife, a mom of two, a very, very sassy four-year-old and (laughs) um, an almost two-year-old boy who can climb any and everything he can get his his little feet on. That's normal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, sometimes I'm like, this can't be normal. Um, But they are my heart as well as my husband. Um, I'm also a banker um, by profession. Um, So basically, I work with clients in Houston and some around Texas as well. Um, But work on their cash management strategies Mm -hmm. um so in sales talking to different clients so talking to people is what I Mm -hmm. talking about money is what I do best um but really my love for finance just came I'm an accounting major I understand money I understand how it works and then being in the banking profession um really applying uh, what I know about money to real life and while Mm -hmm. I do it more so on the commercial side on the day-to-day uh my heart for helping people get their finances together mm-hmm. um like you said earlier people just don't talk about it so because we right. don't talk about it people don't know right um so yeah Thanks. exactly hey this has nothing to do with finance but I'm glad you said <laughs> sassy four-year-old you guys <laughs> If you do not follow her, and I know we're going to do the plug at the end of the show, but if you do not follow her, you need to follow her because her reels with her daughter, oh my God. So I love them. I'm like, okay, so what are they going to come up with next? You know, it's so funny because she will like get my phone and she's just scrolling through TikTok and um, if she sees one with a kid or something, she's like, mommy, can we do this one? Can we do this one? And it's always funny because sometimes I'm like, mommy cannot move like that <laughs> um, but the fun ones that you know we try to do because they're they're fun she's so cute <laughs> she is so cute I'm like oh my god you know, <laughs> thank like, you what are they going to come up with next you know so <laughs> you guys definitely check her out for that and of course her finance tips which we are going to get into so um like I said before a lot of people don't talk about finance And I think it's kind of like, um, don't ask, don't tell type of thing. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the world of finance, what are the top three things that we should be doing with our money besides spending it? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, that's all we ever want to do is spend it. Right. Right. Um, but 
you know, honestly, people have to understand, one, how many works. And I think that is a problem. Like, people think, oh, you get it, you spend it, you get it, you spend it. But, like, you have to make it work for you. Um, but I will say that the top three things for sure is, one, you need to be paying down debt. Um, as much as possible. Um, you need to be investing if you can and where you can. Um, and then saving. Um, and I will say there is a particular order to that. Um, okay. I will say you need to save first. You mm-hmm. need to pay down your debt um, and then invest um, any money after you've done the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, but those for, for sure, every millennial, anybody um, right now, as we can see with the pandemic, um, people didn't have savings to get them through. And that's just not Mm -hmm. on the personal side, Mm -hmm. businesses that had to shut down um, because they didn't do what they should have been doing, which was Mm -hmm. saving money, paying Mm -hmm. down debt that they had and Mm -hmm. investing the rest to make them some money. So those would be the top three things that I will always tell people you need to be doing and making sure your money's doing and not just sitting there, um, Mm -hmm. but doing something. Right. Okay. So the last thing you said was invest. So mm-hmm. how do I invest? Like somebody like me, I am not, um, I know the basics about finances. Sure. Um, and to be honest, you know, I'm being honest with myself, with you and the listeners. Um, I, I don't know how to really make my money work for me. Okay. Um, I am a spender. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi, my name is Tamron Little, and I am addicted to spending money. Um, <laughs> step one, step um, one, <laughs> yeah, step one. So, then I have you know a lot of money to spare, or um, you know, if I come into some money and I and I go to the bank and I talk with the banker and I say, Hey, I want to invest. What should I tell them I want to invest in? Because it is it is like a whole world of investments. And for somebody like me, it kind of gets like ran all together because we don't know what this is and right. what that is. So someone like me that is on the basic level, if we have $10,000 mm-hmm. or 5000 and we go to the bank, what should we tell them that we want to invest in? Sure. So uh, let's let's <clears throat> dig a little bit deeper into that and, and go back, actually. Mm-hmm. So um, everybody is not skilled at investing. Um, mm-hmm. I think there obviously there's some courses and some things you can take to give you the basic foundation of, of investing and, you know, things you can do. But before you even get to that and have, you know, to take any courses or classes or anything like that start where you can on one there are many companies that match whatever you invest um Mm -hmm. but people miss out on that so before you take that five thousand or ten thousand dollars that you have or found or came up on Mm-hmm. Think about the things that you already have today um, mm-hmm. that are investment vehicles where you can look into and do some research. Mm-hmm. There's a limited amount of uh, options of funds that you can actually get into, um, but it gives you a chance to kind of practice, if you will. So right. it gives you an opportunity to see those options, um, do some research and see the returns on that and see, well, where do I want to invest my money? <clears throat> Um, Mm -hmm. So that is really where I would recommend anyone to start who has Mm -hmm. a corporate job and has a 401k plan that they can contribute to. Mm -hmm. Awesome. You want to make sure you've already saved enough to cover you for the next six months. 
before you start looking at investments because if something were to happen as we clearly see with the pandemic if you don't have money saved there's nothing you can do with them <laughs> with those investments to exactly. help you pay your rent and things like that so exactly. you want to make sure you've saved enough for at least six months mm-hmm. to get you through um and then have you paid down debt you look at a lot of debt that people have, whether it be credit card mm-hmm. or a car note or things like that, that their interest rate is astronomical. Like yeah. 22%, 12%. Mm-hmm. Like you need to get rid of that soon because that's interest. You're paying more interest than what you're returning, which you would potentially earn in, in returns. Right. Like seven or 8% in a stock or a fund option. So mm-hmm. You want to make sure you pay down any debt that you have with high interest rates, like Mm -hmm. first and foremost. Um, But when you do decide to invest, I'm going to be honest, that is not my expertise. I know there (laughs) are people who pride themselves in learning that and watch the market and do. I Mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. Okay, I got kids. Right. Like that's not what I do. Um, So we personally, we have a financial advisor Mm -hmm. um, that helps us. One, we met and we meet with at least quarterly to understand our financial goals, where we want to be, mm-hmm. um, and allow him to make those financial decisions and investments with our money. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that that is not always the case for everyone and everyone doesn't want to go that route. But right. if you can and choose to allow a professional to do that, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, you know, I do believe in outsourcing. <laughs> I do believe in delegating. Okay. So <laughs> that's important. People forget yeah, that. Like you can't all, do everything. Right. On all levels. So you kind of uh, touched on our, our next question, which is savings. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like when I, hear that word when I say that word what comes into my mind is dun 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 (laughs) (laughs) okay so we always hear you know people say save for a rainy day you need to you need to save for a rainy day but I mean how much should we really have in savings what people need to understand is that especially from this pandemic, a rainy day could last for a year and a half. We are Mm -hmm. still in a pandemic and people Mm -hmm. still have not found a job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when we define, like when we say rainy day, people need to understand that anything can happen. Mm -hmm. But a safe spot, um, which typically we would see outside of a pandemic, um, Mm -hmm. if anyone were to lose their job or anything like that, Mm -hmm. Uh, studies show it takes about six to eight months before you get another one so you want to allow yourself six to eight months of savings Mm -hmm. so that's taking all the expenses you have in a month Mm -hmm. and multiplying that by six or eight or seven whatever you feel comfortable now obviously the big number may scare you right Mm -hmm. so start small say I'm going to save a month of expenses this month I'm going to save two months I'm going to save three months like I think when people see the big number oh I have you know I spend a thousand dollars a month I need to save six thousand man I don't know how I'm going to do that and then they don't do it you know Uh, start small say you know what I'm going to save six hundred dollars this month Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and work towards that, like mm-hmm. break it down if you have to, mm-hmm. um, to make it a number that one is attainable and two, the one that's not so scary, but right. always be saving for something. Right. Um, 
studies also show when you see that this is my goal. So, you know, when people write on the mirror or put a sticky note like their goals and stuff, there's reason to that because once you see it, you're more inclined to say, hey, this is my goal. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm working towards something. Right. Than opposed to just having a general savings account because you're like, I don't need to put nothing in there. Mm-hmm. But if you have a savings account that's called my dream home mm-hmm. or my my Tesla, <laughs> I was talking about getting one of those. Um, but I'm not before my husband kills me. Um, but having it tied to something that is important to you, because then you'll be so inclined to, uh, you'll be more inclined to really save for that. So again, six to eight months of expenses. Um, and you know, count everything what does it cost you to live today in a month right you know obviously if you don't have a job you'll learn to cut back on some things maybe mm-hmm. you won't get your nails done or maybe you won't get a haircut mm-hmm. or maybe you won't eat out as much so yeah there's right. some flexibility there but yeah you want to just be as realistic as possible if you were to lose your job now could I continue living comfortably um with this amount of money so that's really how you calculate it but Six to eight months at minimum, if you can do a year, great. Because mm-hmm. again, this pandemic has taught us that anything can go on for a very long mm-hmm. time. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I like, and I'm going to point out what you said. I love when you said open an account and name it. And a lot of things, like when I'm praying and stuff like that, and I have that name it and claim it thing. And I, you know, I have a, a vision board. I put a name to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't now it's just like a light bulb went off. Okay, so I'm thinking, so why haven't I put a name to my finances to my bank accounts? You know, right. I just put the money in there and then I see it. And if I want something and you know, it's not in my checkings, but it's in my savings, there I go transferring the money from my savings to my checkings. And <laughs> uh <laughs> every month, you know. Uh-huh. So at one point in time, my husband was like, listen, you set a budget for yourself each month. You place some money into your checkings and you place some money into your savings. You don't touch the money in your savings. So if you have money in your checkings besides your gas, what you need for lunch, you know, things like that. This was when I was working, um, you know, and he said, if you want something and you have the money for it in your checkings, you can get it. But. If you want something and you don't have the money for it in your checkings, don't get it. It doesn't matter what's in your savings. Right. You go you go <laughs> buy off of what's in your checkings. And I'm like, okay, then. And my thing is, I'm not, I'm not consistent with it. You know, I just, I don't know. I think it's like something that I'm going to have to really dig deep down (laughs) you know and I know that it comes with um discipline but it's like I see it and I'm like I don't need it I don't need it I don't Mm -hmm. need but then I'm like I need that I need you know I'm I'm like okay it's for the house you know it's for you find ways to justify your purchase exactly exactly so how can someone like me that has a hard time saving like what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone that doesn't know how to say <laughs> no sure um on top of naming you know having an account specific to uh whatever your goal is or what you're saving for like I mentioned earlier you should always be saving for something whether it's a rainy day a new car a new home 
home, new mm-hmm. hair, new shoes, mm-hmm. always be saving for something. And the reason is that is it gives you or gets you in that habit of saving, you yes. know, like maybe you said, I'm, you know, I need to, my shoes are getting small or something. <laughs> maybe open an account and um, move that money there and say, you know, this, I'm going to get some new shoes. I'm going to buy two or three shoes and this is going to be the account for that. And then now you're like, I really want to get these shoes. I really want to shop for shoes. So you start putting more money there or you still, and that just gives you the discipline and really gives you, get you in the habit of saving. And like I said, you'll always be saving for something, but right. For people who have a hard time, and you mentioned transferring from your savings, uh, from your checking to your savings, you know, there's tons of ways to automate that. Like Mm -hmm. say, hey, every, for the next 10 weeks, I want to save, I'm going to save $25 a week. Mm -hmm. Set that up to go from your checking account to a separate savings account, one that you don't Mm -hmm. see, one you can't Mm -hmm. touch, Mm -hmm. you don't have a debit card for it, you don't have anything, so you can't see it. So at the end of 10 weeks, you go back, you see that, you're like, oh, wow, I did that. So their automation will really be the key to this because if you have to go in on Friday or Saturday morning and mm-hmm. say, I'm going to move this 25, chances are you probably won't because you'll find mm-hmm. something else to do with that 25. Right. So you automate, automate it and it goes straight into that account. You'll start to see yourself saving and then you'll bump mm-hmm. that up. Well, I did 25 for 10 weeks. I, I think I can do 50. Right. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're sitting in, with an account that's, you know, larger than you even started with. So, mm-hmm. If you're having difficulties because you're seeing that account, open a separate account and automate that. There's, you know, bank accounts. There's with Zelle you can do reoccurring transfers. There's so many options where you can automate that and then you don't even have to see the money. Even with your employer, you can have them direct deposit straight into another account. So there's options and there are more options than there should be excuses. I lo- oh, I love that. There are more <laughs> options than there should be excuses. Girl, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I love that. And I'm glad that you brought up automation. I am starting to realize, you know, at the age of 34 that um, you have to have a relationship with money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people have broken relationships. Um, you know, some people have um, hit it and quit it relationship with, <laughs> with uh, money, you know, and you just have as an individual, you just have to see and have to figure out, okay, what is my relationship with money now and what kind of relationship I want with money? It's just like a friendship, yeah. you know, I want to be money's friend and I want money to be my friend, yeah, you know, and um, I, I want like to feel thing. like I'm, I'm you know in a fight or you know burdened by money like mm-hmm. I like that you said make money work for you this conversation has really turned on a light bulb for me and I'm in a time in my mm-hmm. life when I'm really um making strides and I'm not going to say trying um because I feel like um that's kind of like a cop-out word so <laughs> I, I am making strides in my life of um, being more consistent with things uh-huh. and really being more disciplined with things. And I started um, when we moved down to Florida in March, I started with exercising um, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really realize 
how undisciplined <laughs> I was. You know, we all are. Right. And that carries on into other areas of my life. And I didn't realize that. And that carried on into, you know, my relationship with my finances. There was one time in my life where I didn't even like looking at my bank account. Yeah. It would scare me. You know, I like I like my heart would start racing. Yeah, that's real. It's girl, and it's people who will look at it and just be like, "Pray God it replenishes itself." Or <laughs> you know, they look at their credit card bill and they're like, "Okay, I'll just keep spending." You know, like one kudos to you for being transparent about that because people mm-hmm. don't say that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they just put on this face like everything's okay when it's mm-hmm. like, dang, I've been in the negatives for a few days, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. and they don't talk about that. People yeah. don't say, how do I get there? How did I get here? Right. And how do I get help from here? Right. I just bought my first Louis Vuitton bag in April. Okay. Okay. And, yourself, I guess. <laughs> and I have been wanting one for a long time I have been asking my husband to buy me one for Christmas and one time he said um if you keep asking me I'm not gonna buy you one like I would just ask him all the time and then one time he was like you know what you keep asking me he said listen he said would you even buy yourself one Ooh, ooh, and I was like oh oh he was like exactly he said he uh, calls me TT. He said, TT, you know, and I know that you are cheap and you are not going to buy yourself a Louis Vuitton purse. That's why you keep asking me because you know that I will buy it for you. He said, so just for that, you know, like I'm a kid, you know, he's like, you know what? So the day that you buy your first Louis Vuitton, he said, I'll match and I'll buy you another one. And I said, oh my God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I said, now he know good and well. I am not going to buy no Louis Vuitton purse. They is so expensive. <laughs> but he knows me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Oh my gosh. So, you know, and I, I, I think people also have to understand that just because, you know, you buy something <clears throat> um, that's expensive or something mm-hmm. designer, like, mm-hmm. oh no, like, you realize like we work to live obviously to pay for our needs but we also live to enjoy the fruits of our labor so exactly you know when you when you obviously don't have your priorities together Mm -hmm. um then yes it's a problem you shouldn't be Mm -hmm. buying Louis bags but Mm -hmm. I I I don't think because you know you have student loans you shouldn't get a Louis bag or because you have a kernel you shouldn't get like people have to understand that financial freedom doesn't mean debt free that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you don't owe anything that means I'm free from the bondage of money I'm free from the bondage of being scared to open my bank account and look mm-hmm. at my balances or my credit card mm-hmm. financial freedom is really getting to a healthy place with your money and about mm-hmm. your money so yeah 
if I need to go buy a Louis bag or if I need to buy four new tires for my car that mm-hmm. I'm not shaking when I give them that card. I'm not worried because I've already set myself up to a place where I can afford that. Whether you're putting it on a credit card because you have a control of your credit card or if you're paying cash for it because you have savings for it, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, that is things people should consider and not feeling like in order to be financially free I have to be debt free that to me is the the worst thing anybody can think about money well not the worst thing but one of the worst things because again financial freedom is having control of your money Mm -hmm. whether you owe somebody whether you owe a credit card you have control of your money and you're not feeling like I wake up and I'm in debt I'm like girl I have sleeping loans my husband has Mm -hmm. sleeping loans but guess what I wake up and I live my life everybody do (laughs) because we (laughs) we have control of our money and we know what to do what comes in and what goes out so Mm -hmm. we have the financial freedom that you know we desire and that it's going to look different for everybody but exactly exactly and a lot of people are jumping on that and this is just my opinion guys but a lot of people are jumping on that um debt-free band bandwagon and i remember um a while ago um me and my husband we were you know um in church and um the pastor said yeah let's pray for everybody to be debt-free and I do believe that our words have power. So we were praying it. Lord, I want to be that free. Lord, I want to be that free. <laughs> uh-huh. And we didn't even realize what we were doing. So, yeah, God made us debt free. And, you know, we didn't have $100 to our name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have nothing. You know, like, we had lost it. Lost yeah. it all. And, you know, me and my husband was talking and you know this was like years ago and he was like you know what I'm not I'm not praying that again I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna pray that again about being debt free he said because we was praying that and God really made us debt free we owe nobody but we ain't have no no money Uh (laughs) right he was Uh like so I'm not praying for you know to be debt free I thank God for the bills that I have and I also thank God for supplying our needs and I thank God for giving us money to pay the bills that we have so when people say I don't want to have no bills I'm like um I'm grateful for the for the bills that I have because that means that I have a car to drive Mm -hmm. that means I have a roof (laughs) over my head that means that when my kids go to turn the faucet on water comes running out Girl, you know, you when we walk that. in the house, lights come on. I mean, so I am grateful for the bills. And I'm also grateful for God, um, you know, allowing us with the means to pay for the bills. So yeah. a lot of people really have to um, be mindful of what you say. Um, because everybody's situation is, you know, different, but like I tell people all the time, it's life. It's, it's adulthood. You gonna always Mm -hmm. have a bill. I don't care if you got your car paid off. I don't care if you got your house paid off. You gonna always have a light bill. You gonna always have a water bill. Um, if you, if you have cable, you know, unless you rigging it. You gonna always have a cable bill. I mean, you know, it's always something, right? It's uh, it's it's always gonna be something like finding the balance, finding out what works for you and yeah. your relationship with money, 
will be the best decision for you but each individual we have to find out what it is you know it looks it looks different for everybody Mm -hmm. um, because everybody's in a different stage of life right right single someone who's dating engaged planning for probably a wedding Mm -hmm. you have a married couple who may be planning for kids or a home or you know everyone is just in a different point in life with different debt with different income Mm -hmm. um so never it's it's never cookie cutter Mm -hmm. you'll you will have some basics and you have you know foundation that i think everyone should know and everyone should me and my husband didn't didn't talk about money like um when we got together you know we were both in college so college kids are broke but you know um he had just got out of the army so I was like okay he got some money okay you know Uh we never talked about that and I do wish that we that we would have talked about that but um we didn't we didn't grow up talking about you know seeing our parents or our grandparents talking about money so because that was like something you don't you don't talk about you don't want to talk about sex and you don't talk about money mm-hmm. and that is like a definite thing in the black community those are two things that you don't talk about nope you don't you don't ask me how much i get paid and you don't ask me who I'm having relations with. Like, that's just off the table. <laughs> yeah. And then I am hoping to teach my kids. And, you know, we do. We are teaching our our kids to really talk about money. Because even though me and my husband have been married for 14 years, like, just like in the recent years, we have really have had some discussions. And some were heated. Some heated discussions mm-hmm. about money. And I think that if we would have talked about that from the beginning and had someone to steer us in the right direction, um, it would have been less heated conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, but the thing is you're having them, right? So, um, there's something to be said about that. It's, it's, so, um, as we, you know, wrap up, is there any, any tips, anything that, you know, we didn't cover? I know we kind of covered like a lot of ground. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this was a great conversation and I mean, it, it needs to happen more often. You know, is there, is there any money tips that you want to leave for the people? Selfish plug is to, you know, follow me on Instagram as, you know, as I think about things important or things that I'm hearing or things people are asking me about, I always like to share that financial knowledge on my uh, on my page and what things mm-hmm. people should be doing but as millennials like I, I think it's important to understand that um, this is literally the best time to make your money work for you and mm-hmm. a few things that I mentioned earlier is making sure you're saving for those mm-hmm. rainy days making sure that you're taking full advantage of uh, you know a 401k plan that matches mm-hmm. uh with your employer or even if they don't match that you're contributing something to that um and then you're protecting you know the things that you have whether it be your income or your house um life insurance like things like that protect Mm -hmm. you know the stuff that you have because we may be here today and then gone tomorrow what does that mean for your kids and the people around you like right things like people need to be thinking about 
Mm-hmm. And then don't be afraid to budget. Like, it's okay to say, no, I have a goal. I want to mm-hmm. buy a house or a car by the end of the year. I mm-hmm. can't hang out with you. I can't take that trip. Don't let right. social media fool you into thinking that you got to be spending to mean something. Like, Ooh, girl. <laughs> you, you preaching. Know, people, <laughs> people will fall into that trap all day, every day, mm-hmm. but never know that somebody's carrying a credit card bill that's astronomical mm. to get to that you know, beautiful beach or wherever they're at. So please don't let social media fool you into thinking that you have to have or do something that everyone is doing. Um, That is why we fall into these money traps. Do you do what's best for you and your family and keep going, keep Mm -hmm. going, Um, set your goals and go for them. Whether it means cut back your expenses, cut back the things you're doing or find side hustles to make you more money. Mm -hmm. Um, But either way, you got to keep pushing. You got to keep going. You got to reach your goals. Exactly. (laughs) If somebody wants to follow you, let them know your um, Instagram handles, your Facebook handles and how they can get in touch with you. Of course. Um, So you can find me on Instagram. Um, I am Millennial Mommy Boss. It's two L's and two N's. Uh, People forget how to spell millennial. Um, (laughs) And then on Facebook as well, I have a Facebook page, Millennial Mommy Boss or Natalie Robinson as well. Um, And I'm working on something, won't disclose it just yet, but hopefully it will help people make better financial decisions. Um, So y'all be on, look out for that. But if there's any way, like I I always feel like um, I'm here for the people. Uh, This is what God has blessed me with. So Mm -hmm. Uh, if you have a question, money questions, slide in my DMs. Um, if I don't know, I can try to find out for you. Um, but I'm here to do what God has called me to do. So however I can help, just find me online. <laughs> Amen. Yes, definitely go and follow her, you guys. Um, you know, she has. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks again, Natalie, for um, joining me on this episode. Um, it was some you know, great talk. And, you know, I think we need to have like part two of this, you know, to really, really dive in deeper and, you know, maybe take uh, questions from, you know, the uh, listeners and um, things like that. So, sure. um, yeah. I would love de- to come back if, awesome. you know, something your listeners have more questions about or want to talk mm-hmm. about something particular. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's get back together. Yes. Awesome. Sounds good. So uh, thank you guys again for uh, tuning in. And uh, that's the end of this episode with Talks with Tamron podcast. Uh, join us for the next episode and find out what I'm talking about on Talks with Tamron.